Hey guys, welcome back to Feeling Twisty. This is Mike, and I'm really glad you're here. I've got a great story to tell you from one of our listeners, Julie. And I mentioned Julie just the other day in the episode, Did I Do That? And she just messaged me yesterday morning, and I asked her if I could share this story. And she said, of course. So I'm going to read it to you uh, just right straight from the Messenger app. Uh, so here we go, from Julie. I'm in awe today. This morning, I made a mistake and thought that my first baby arrived at 6.45. So I was sitting here with my coffee, waiting and waiting, and then I realized I got the days wrong. And this was the day she didn't come till 7.45, so I had an hour to kill. So I started thinking about just being quiet, being still. So I just sat and I thought to myself, if money wasn't an issue, what would be your dream job? I've been contemplating closing my daycare for some time, and I thought I'd really like an administrative job at a preschool. I used to be the director of a preschool many years ago, but it was very stressful. All the responsibilities, huge staff turnover, etc. So I stopped after five years to do in-home daycare in my house. At 9 a.m., my old boss from 15 years ago called and offered me a job as assistant director at the same preschool. <laughs> that is so cool. Of course, I'm excited for That's a wonderful win for you, Julie. She followed up a few minutes later with this message. But now I have to tell all my parents that I'm closing the daycare. I'm imagining them all being very happy for me. I love that. First of all, yeah, that was fantastic. I love how you simply just surrendered to that new state, to that wish fulfilled. But after the call, instead of worrying, getting into worrying about how are the parents are going to react to this, what are they going to say? Am I leaving them high and dry? No, she went right back into imagination and imagined imagine the parents of the children she cares for being happy for her, which I would think would imply that they're fine. They've gotten new places for their children and they're happy for her new adventure. I love that, Julie. Great job. And you see how easy it is? She didn't have a desire and then put it off till that evening till she could do a formal session or meditation or script out a bunch of stuff or do a vision board. Certainly, like I've said before, I'm not knocking any of it. But all of those things, like vision boards and uh, scripting or whatever, all these different techniques from my own experience, everything that we use or to get us to that point that she went straight to, knowing what she wanted and asking her that herself that question. If money wasn't an issue, what would be my dream job? Or in other words, how would I feel if this wish were fulfilled? And that answer that comes came up within her, she dwelt in that, in those few moments with her coffee, waiting for her first child to show up at the daycare. And within a couple of hours, she gets the call from the boss from 15 years ago. 
what boss remembers somebody from that far back, you know, and thinks, let me call them, you know? And I'm not surprised that it works so quickly and so smoothly. I'm excited for you, Julie. I'm excited for when anybody gets this, when I hear from anybody getting these, uh, these wins, seeing how easily it can be done. So great job. I love how she just surrendered to it. I've noticed there were times when things, you know, I would imagine something up, some great stuff, and my desires fulfilled. But then I, start, I started paying attention to my mental diet, what I was feeding myself, my feeding my imagination, how I was living in imagination throughout the day, not just in those moments when I was formally imagining my wish fulfilled. It's not when you move an imagination into a, a new state of being. It's not something you, you just do and then let go and go back to behaving and thinking and reacting the same way that you did before that. You're moving into a new state of being, a new mood, a new perception of yourself and the world. So I noticed for me, it was my mental diet, how much resistance I was creating. I was reacting with resistance to things. When I, I'm sure you may have noticed it. You, know, you imagine your wish fulfilled. And then somebody may say something you know, that hurtful or negative. Say something that's exactly counter to what you're imagining, what you want to be. Uh, I've noticed it. You know, we notice that more. And it's not the, in the past I would have said, that's the devil. That's Satan trying to take your joy away from you, trying to steal your blessing. No, you're just, you've imagined something wonderful. And that's what you're focused on. Your attention's on this new state of being, this wish fulfilled. And so you notice these things come up more because that's what you're focused on. These people say things that are directly counter to what you're, what you're thinking, what you've imagined, what you desire to be. The cool thing is, though, that, uh, well, like in the Bible, it says um, in Matthew, resist, resist not or don't oppose someone who wants to hurt you. Don't oppose or resist the evil person. Turn the other cheek. Well, the cool thing is that the other person, this you know, seeming evil person or hurtful person that's stealing your joy, the, is just you. They're mirroring what's within you. Person comes from the Latin persona, which means mask, a mask worn by an actor, a character in a play. So if you begin to really see everyone as masks, including yourself, what you're imagining yourself to be is a character, your God playing this part. And so is everyone else. And your interactions with them or a mirror to what's inside you. So if you see this person, don't get, you know, if they say something negative to you, don't react the old way by arguing your point or starting to doubt yourself or, you know, going up against them. It's just a mirror of what's going on inside you. And that used to frustrate, frustrate me so much 
even when I realized it was just me. <laughs> I would get frustrated that, okay, I know that's me, but why is it still me? Why is that coming back at me? <laughs> so now I know, okay, let me turn the other cheek. And the, I don't believe the verse means to, you know, turn the other cheek so they can smack you upside the, the face on the other side. No, you're turning your head. You're turning your perception, looking at it from a different point. You're changing the concept of what's going on. Instead of resisting it, you're surrendering back into the wish fulfilled, back into that new state, and replacing hatred or anger or doubts with love and joy and confidence, that peculiar certainty, that knowing that it's done. Now, it, it is uncomfortable sometimes when I'm confronted with something that's within me. It's uncomfortable, but that's okay, because the discomfort moves me into surrendering back into the state. Because now I know that whatever I'm conscious of being is what I'm going to experience. So it does not, it, it does me no benefit to continue resisting that seeming other that's reflecting back my doubts and my fears, my worries. All that it's going to do is perpetuate that. So surrender to it, that new state of being that wish fulfilled. Don't resist the evil person. The evil person is not the devil out to get you. It's just a reflection of what is still going on within you. It doesn't mean you're failing. No, you're noticing it now. That's beautiful. When I, that point, when I went from getting upset at myself even though I knew it was me, but still just beating the hell out of myself for realizing, you know, yeah, that's me. I can't stand this. From that to noticing, oh, I don't have to give life to that anymore. This is my chance to let that go. I'm not saying go searching for blockages and all that stuff. But you can't deny the reflection. So face it. Don't resist it. You can acknowledge that it's there. It's a reflection. But you don't have to give life to it. You, don't, you can change the meaning of it. Turn the other cheek. See it from this new state. And it takes all the power out of it that you've given it. And do this. I guarantee you, you do this, you're going to notice a shift within you. You'll start noticing it, it's faster. You notice more quickly. When you decide to be more aware of what your mental diet is and what your experience is during the day and your reactions to it, more and more you'll notice and, and know that these people are just reflecting something that's still going on within me. And you'll go from that self-damnation, that condemnation that I was doing, into just taking the meaning out of it, turning the other cheek, seeing it from a different perspective.
and surrendering to your desire, an accomplished, true, done deal. And the more you do it, because you'll start noticing it, you know, if there is something if you, that unlovely in the reflection, you'll, you'll notice it more easily and you won't get caught in the dark imaginings, you know, of why did they do that? I can't believe they said that they hurt my feelings again. And then you might, you know, do like I did and move from that to why am I doing this to myself? Why am I hurting myself? Why do I hate myself? Get out of that. Love yourself. Turn the other cheek and respond in love to that seeming other. That'll take the wind right out of it. Saturate it with love, with peace and joy to your state your wish fulfilled to this new state of consciousness. And the more you do that, that becomes, it happens more quickly. You notice it. And then for me, it was, I noticed it, but man, sure as hell was happening a lot. It was, it was a lot of reflection going on that it was unlovely. <laughs> but persist, continue to exist in this new state and turn the other cheek and respond in love take the meaning out of it and those unlovely reflections fall away you'll notice it move from noticing happening all the time to hey i'm dwelling in the new state and it, you really get to a point where you're not even it's, it's so a part of you it's not a real whoa wait a second you know like neville talks about the new state of your new state of being, the state of your wish fulfilled, feels like a new suit at first. It feels, it's different. You feel a little different. You might walk more upright, uh, maybe in a new set of shoes. For me, I would say a new, new pair of uh, Adidas, new pair of Chucks, or maybe Vans. I don't wear a suit, rarely. But a new pair of Chucks. Oh, you know, I got to break them in. They still feel new. Is everybody checking out my new chucks? You know? But then you get used to it. It's just a part of you. I love chucks because they feel, you know, they, they mold to my feet and they're just so comfortable. And that's this new state that you're in. You're dwelling in this new state and it becomes you. You become it. To where it's no longer even feeling new. It's just natural and wonderful and comfortable. And when you think back to the way things used to be, your previous state, it really does. You have this sensation of, I really can't, I can't, I can't believe I thought the way I used to, or wow, that didn't even seem like me. You have that, you ever have that, that feeling, you know, where you think back to the previous state and it's like, I did that. That was me. Wow. Things seem so different now. That seems like a whole nother life, a different person. Yeah, because you moved states. You changed what you were conscious of being. You did that. Awesome for you. Anytime you think back and you, you, know, you remember something, the way things used to be, the way you used to behave, and like that, that sensation of, that doesn't even seem like me. You've moved. So congratulations.
when I was a kid, I used to, uh, oh, I had such a vivid imagination. I can remember certain instances where I really just let my imagination run wild down the dark path, you know, just in fear and uh, total body paralyzing fear. Uh, one example is when I was a kid, we had, we, yeah, I was into watching, you know, UFO movies, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There was a TV series, uh, I think it was called Project Blue Book about the investigations, the government's investigations and maybe cover-ups of UFO sightings. So I always fed my, that was my mental diet as a kid, all this stuff. So at night, we lived way out in the country. Across from us were, you know, pastures, cows and soybean fields. So there wasn't anything out there except us and the darkness (laughs) at night. So I'm lying in bed. And I hear the wind just howling through the eaves. And I was terrified. I just imagine, I really, I knew it. There was an, a ship, a UFO hovering over my house, waiting to invade us, waiting to probe me in places where no man has gone before. I imagined the alien at the window. I didn't dare look out the window because I just knew he was there. And another time, I'm at my friend's house, who also lived out in the woods. This was different. The woods scared me as a kid because you couldn't see around the trees, right? What's out there? <laughs> and so he told me a story about there's a group of devil worshipers that like to gather out in the woods near his house. Now, I don't know if those were, you know, that was one of those urban legends, but I just bit right into it and believed it. So that night, you know what I'm imagining? I'm imagining those devil worshipers in hoods. Uh, now, mind you, I just watched the movie Devil's Reign with Ernest Borgnine. Check it out it, just for fun. Don't buy into it, but check it out. That movie scared the poop out of me as a kid. The Devil's Reign. <laughs> and it's rain spelled uh, R-A-I-N. Anyway, so here I am lying in bed in his room upstairs in this dark house in the woods. And I hear somebody on the stairwell. It turns out it's his big sister messing with me. But she knocks real loud on the wall, separating the stairs from his bedroom. So I lay there for, the, for hours, seemed like hours, trembling. He even joked with me, said the whole bed felt like it was shaking. Scared, knowing the devil worshipers were at the door, coming with torches and going to sacrifice me. And, you know, at night I would see my life-size Darth Vader poster come to life and Darth Vader changed from Darth Vader to just a devil coming to get me. I would see socks piled up in the, in the corner, dirty laundry come to life and become creatures slithering across the floor to get me. I'm just telling you, I imagine up some crazy stuff. Now, during the day, I imagined some wonderful things. I loved, just, I would stay in my imagination. Um, and not in the sense where I talk about now, where we're always imagining up things, but I would go by myself and just imagine worlds. I would become these different characters and, and imagine these wonderful, fun things. But that same vivid imagination would turn dark at night, just enveloped with fear. And I, my heart would race and my, I could hardly breathe. And you know, I've noticed that that same vivid imagination, is I still have it. 
and except now I've noticed, you know, as I'm studying and exploring and expanding, I've noticed, and I'm so glad I noticed now, that the same vivid imagination can take a little sound or an image of something that I see, a cue from something outside of me that I think is outside of me, just a cue from the world, and then my imagination goes wild. Does that happen to you? For me, it was the sound of the mail truck. Oh, Lord, they, I used to get, I would get freaked out by the sound of the mail truck coming. And there was a time where any sound outside, is that the, is that the power company coming to cut my power off? Who is that? Is that the mortgage company coming to take to seize the house or however they do it? I would imagine all kinds of, by just the sound of a vehicle on our street, we live on a very quiet area. The neighborhood is secluded. But then my imagination would run wild and react to that. The same fear would grip me. But now I know, take the meaning out of that. It's just a sound. And, in, and I use that same vivid imagination. It's, instead of imagining all oh, the horrors, what could go wrong, I imagine how wonderful this is. Oh, the possibilities. I replace it with love, with excitement, with wonder of my wish fulfilled. Like the Dr. Who's book, Oh, the places you'll go. I love Dr. Seuss. And I love you guys. Shoot me an email, feelingtwisty at gmail.com. All right, this is Feeling Twisty.